Hi everyone, it's Bert from Season Gaming and welcome to this week's BitCast. We're at BitCast 58, joined as usual by Ains and Dan, and we've got a lot of news for you. E3 right around the corner and all the rumors are starting to heat up, but let's start with a big one that hit us this week, and that is the Call of Duty publisher Activision actually is switching up the dev team happening on the 2020 Call of Duty game. Now, the, the developer that's been switched to is Treyarch. Treyarch is usually known for the Black Ops games. There hasn't been anything official that that is the game that is being worked on, but it's pretty much safe to assume that that's what we're going to be seeing coming up. This is kind of a big deal in gaming. Now, I know Ains and Dan, you guys aren't the biggest Call of Duty fans, but any thoughts on this one? It seems like a pretty big news uh, article for us to talk about. Just going first. You going first. You go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this one's weird. I, um, I don't understand why this would be unless they're doing some kind of reboot um, you know, to the franchise and the way they offer the, offer the model. So we're pretty sure that Modern Warfare 4 is coming this year with a campaign, multiplayer, and some form of, uh, you know, Battle Royale. But if Treyarch is still working on Black Ops 4, they're still supporting DLC, they're still supporting Blackout, it seems kind of strange to put them next up next year. That seems like an awfully short development time. So I don't know how they would manage that, and I also don't know what that means about Sledgehammer. Um, does that mean Sledgehammer was trying something new or different and just needs more than another year to finish it up? Uh, I don't really know. This is an, this is an odd one. They've been like uh, a machine for the past several years, so it seems odd to have this big of a switch. I mean, development times on these games are very long and very extensive, so it seems odd to just kind of flip the switch like this. I, something's obviously happened that we're not privy to. Well, they used to do it before. It was just Infinity Ward and Treyarch, right, when they were going back and forth between... Like uh, Modern Warfare, then they went to yeah, whatever that many years war. ago now. Yeah, but now the games were simpler then. Yeah, right. But you know, I mean, how hard it would be to reskin a Black Ops Five or whatever it's supposed oh, to be. Treyarch's really good at it. Yeah, they're super good at it. <laughs> exactly what I'm saying. So I mean, it's basically going to be the same game, and you know, there you go. Now you've got new Black Ops, whatever the hell they're going to call it this time. I mean, Black Ops Four and a Half. Yep, that's it. That's my official take. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> so a little thing for the listeners here, and this is just for a legacy perspective, is there's three main developers that work on the Call of Duty games. You obviously hear about Activision, which is the publisher, but there's Infinity Ward, Treyarch, and Sledgehammer. You might have heard of Raven a few times. Raven kind of helps with DLC, and they mainly work with Sledgehammer. But this is a big deal because they switch developers almost on a schedule um, as to the way this works to allow for longer dev time, higher quality game, whatever you want to call it in the long run. Now, this is kind of weird. Activision's been in the news in a really negative way lately. They're not going to be at E3. We heard from this week that Activision is not going to have a booth, and traditionally, they have the Call of Duty game there where you can see it, play it, and do whatever the case is. Ains and I actually got to play it last year, which was really cool. But um, as you guys said, I'm not really sure what this means yet. Black Ops, the most recent one, was kind of a... I don't know, a shell of what it usually is. No story mode. Zombies has not gone as deep as they have in the past. They tried the Battle Royale mode, and it hasn't quite taken off as much as some of the other ones play it, but it's still being played. You know, are we getting the story mode that didn't actually come out this year, and this is why they're going to push it up, and they're just going to reskin multiplayer as they have before? I don't know. A lot of extra stuff there, but anything you guys want to say while, while we're still talking about that, or you guys are both about done with it? No, I... The only other thing that's really weird is how are they going to continue Battle Royale? So Blackout is obviously named for Black Ops, yeah. um, and as you know, they've you know kind of been updating, updating that in the Black uh, Black Ops Four model. With Infinity Ward and Modern Warfare Four coming this year, there's talk of uh, kill streaks and you know kind of more boots on the ground type uh, you know return to Modern Warfare. Um, so I don't know how they're going to continue Battle Royale. I'm really curious to see. Um, because I don't think you're going to really be able to just say Blackout's going to keep going, but Modern Warfare 4 is going to have its own Battle Royale, because then you're splitting the Call of Duty fan base even more among modes and titles. So I think that's that's going to be an interesting thing to see happen, too. Um, the only last thing I'll say is it doesn't matter what comes out in Call of Duty next year, because Halo returns and the King is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play none of this. Yeah. Yeah, nope. and Dan, you're you're good to go. I'm, I'm sure you're not the biggest Call of Duty guy, so you're good, right? Sure. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> well, uh, we'll move on to the next story, and this is kind of another great surprise, I guess you could call it. Um, this past week, there was a tweet that went out from Julian Garaiti, and I don't know if I've butchered his last name or, or not, probably. but uh, they were at a get-together probably yeah i probably messed it up they were at a uh, ubisoft get together to pretty much talk about development and stuff like that and in that tweet he actually said working on the next hashtag splinter cell so we don't know anything if this is confirmed if this is just something to get hype going but in that same tweet he did mention he can't wait for e3 so more than likely we're probably going to see it on the xbox stage in some form whether it be a tiny trailer whether it be a big trailer and coming out in the fall or something like that it's just going to surprise us all but this is super exciting um on the other on the same tweet other games that were mentioned was crew 2 and more ghost recon and more rainbow six stuff so um but the big thing here is splinter cell i'm mega excited we've been teasing this one or hoping the rumors have been true for a long time so i'm super excited yeah i'd be excited if he wasn't hammered when he did the tweet you know he he was drunk and he didn't delete it did he it's still there Oh, he, he didn't, no, but he no. said afterwards, he goes, how do you delete a tweet asking for a friend? Right, yeah, he's trolling <laughs> us. That's what's going to happen. I would love to see it. Don't get me wrong. I really, really hope it's there. I'm not holding my breath. I know they're working on, what, Wildlands, the new one, um, probably another Assassin's Creed. Yeah, um, probably something else. You know, I, I don't even know. Kingdom, I think it was. Assassin's Creed Kingdom is the room. Yeah, the Viking one. Yep, um, yep. I'd love to see it, and until I actually see it at this point, I'm not even going to hold my breath anymore. <laughs> so I'd love to see a new Splinter Cell, trust me. Yeah, I think we've been, I think in our E3 predictions, Bert, we've now guessed Splinter Cell for like two years straight. Um, yeah, this, this will be number three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since we started the BitCast. Um, I think, and I said this past two years, so this doesn't really help the validity, but I think this is the year. Um, I know we were going to touch on this a little later, but, you know, Skull and Bones, they came out last week and confirmed that is not going to be at E3 and is not releasing in 2019. So that leaves Breakpoint. I'm getting that right. It is Breakpoint, yeah, right? That sounds right. It's Break okay. something. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, it goes for yeah, Breakpoint. Breakpoint yep. And um, possibly revealing the Assassin's Creed um, and Watch Dogs 3, which we're going to touch on as well. Um, but I... I I don't know. I think we have to see something out of Splinter Cell this year. I just, I think it's going to be a tease, but I think we have to see something. And I think my guess right now, and we'll do this in the predictions, is that we're going to see a really slight tease of it, like a 30-second minute long tease on Xbox stage, because they're the first big conference to go. And then Ubisoft is going to do the full unveil during their conference. Calling it. Yep. I'll, I'll get That's, the money. Yeah, I mean, to, to your point, yeah. I mean probably see like some kind of a trailer where you see sam fisher walking through and then all of a sudden his night vision goggles come down and it says splinter and it's gonna make that noise (laughs) i feel like i've seen that (laughs) i don't want to do that again i think that was 100 percent accurate do not ask me to repeat (laughs) yeah so if if you think about it uh, ubisoft is as we always talk they're just killing it at the end of this generation they had kind of a rough start but they have far cry they have for honor they have division 2 rainbow six siege they have ghost recon and then the past assassin's creeds and now this would just add to the library and man they've just turned into this amazing developer um but you know i think to your point it has to happen this year there has to be something even if it's not coming this fall or something maybe in the spring but it, there has to be something i think yeah and they you know further kind of cementing this as they said there are three unannounced titles releasing prior yep. uh, in fiscal year 2019 which is before april of next year um so if you do the math right you've got breakpoint which was one of the four and then they have three others mm-hmm. um so that would lead to what Watch Dogs 3 assassin's creed Watch dogs and splinter cell i guess yeah or something you know far something far. else maybe another far cry spinoff but they just did new dawn i mean not that long ago so yeah just give give far cry a good little snooze for about 10 years <laughs> so i'd be happy with it that's i'm about Bert over those games so. cry. Yeah, it does. um yeah i don't know i could see them waiting on splinter cell just teasing it this year and then doing a full kind of blowout next e3 for launch with uh next gen but who knows i don't know we'll see soon Yep. All right. Well, we'll move over to our next big news article this week. And this is probably one of the biggest one that hopefully puts some fanboy uh, console wars to rest or at least on the snooze button just as much as Far Cry, please. 
but big news here, and I'm probably going to send this one over to Ains in just a second. He knows a lot more about this than me for sure, Dan. I don't know about you, but maybe just just a tad bit more. But uh, Sony announced their partnership with Microsoft for cloud gaming um, this week, and this is kind of a big deal. There's been a lot of rumors that Sony's been working on some form of a cloud uh concept or something a lot of people have not really had high hopes on it just based on what's happened this current generation it's pretty easy to kind of admit that microsoft has the um i guess just the background on how to do this properly and so there's been a lot of rumors about nintendo doing it too we'll talk about that in just a second but let's focus on sony here so Ains, i'll turn it over to you really quick as to what this means not only from a uh, gaming uh, concept but also from what may happen next generation and what microsoft may be doing here with other partners yeah so we could talk at length about this, so I'll keep it quick. Long story short, so in the cloud services space, you have the two biggest players by far are Amazon and Microsoft. Amazon is number one, Microsoft is number two, and catching up to Amazon. Google and Alibaba are three and four, and they're well behind. Um, Sony reportedly, from what we've learned, went to Amazon to try and partner with them and got turned down. And so they went to, obviously, you know, the only other person who could really help them here, and that's Microsoft. Now, if you think about PlayStation and you think about the future and what we've talked about with xCloud, Google Stadia, Stadia coming, um, the future is going to be accessing your games anywhere, any device, etc. We've been talking about that for a while. Um, PlayStation, even though PlayStation Now is the number one streaming service today, they just don't have the infrastructure to compete on a global level. And they're not even close. Sony doesn't have it. And so they have to work with somebody. And it looks like the deal has been struck with Microsoft. Now, this is big for Sony because it gives them the infrastructure to, to build on to uh, you know allow customers to stream their games. Um, and it gives them Microsoft's knowledge of running those servers for gaming. Amazon doesn't have that knowledge. So in the gaming space, Microsoft is far and away the leader. Um, of course, what this means for Microsoft is money, 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 money. It means next generation, when you're playing your God of War 3 on your phone, you're paying Microsoft. Um, and so, yeah, so Microsoft is a big winner here. Um, they are winning because as an overall company, not Xbox, but Microsoft, they've laid just a foundation um, over the past several years that can't be matched. And so now it's time to, you know, move into next gen, move into the next technology in the sector. And Microsoft has that advantage. Um, that's pretty much it. Other people have asked what Microsoft gets out of this. You know, there's some details around the deal that talk about uh, motion sensor technology that Sony has that's going to help Microsoft. And it's, it's a reciprocal deal. But long story short, Sony needs a partner because they don't have the infrastructure. Microsoft likes money. It's about all there is to it. Yeah. I like money. <laughs> Give me some. <laughs> no, you know, I read somewhere, it was probably that Bloomberg, Bloomberg report Bloomberg. that came out. Yeah, yeah. it was like that in 2023, they're probably predicting 2% of total revenue coming from cloud-based services. So that's four years away. We're expecting next year for the new gen consoles to release. So that's three years into the uh, life cycle, right, already. Before we only seen a two percent revenue. I'll, I'll go. On, I'll go on a, a strong limb right now, and I'll say Bloomberg's wrong. You think? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I, that's the thing. I don't know anything about. You know, I don't think we really know anything about the details of what this is going to mean. I'm. I'm all for it. If I can play my um, my game on my console, then I have to go over to in laws. And play it on my phone because that's what I do. <laughs> I gotta um, go to the bathroom for four yeah. hours. Excuse me, guys. Yeah, I'll be gone. <laughs> um, I'm at this part in uh, God of War that I really need to be. Anyway, you know, I mean, I'm I'm all for it if I can do it, and it's a reasonable price. Um, depending on you know where you know 4G and 5G and all the you know what kind of internet you know there at that time. I don't know. Um, I'm for it. This is awesome. I mean, who? who I mean, it doesn't really matter where you know, what these companies do. For us, it doesn't matter. You know, as long as they give us something. No, I just know. want to be able to play my games anyway. Yeah, I That's love it. it. Yeah, if I can hook up my little, my, my phone to my, my controller on my little, yeah. oh yeah, I'll be playing all day. <laughs>
Um, so let me add one more point, Bert, on, on the Bloomberg thing when they say 2% of cloud revenue by 2023, because I saw that report as well. Um, you, you have to be really careful on what they're defining as cloud revenue um, for gaming. Because if you think about it, you could technically say today, I bought Halo Infinite on Xbox Live and I'm playing it on xCloud, but because I already own the game, that's not cloud revenue. That's digital revenue. Do you see what I mean? So the 2% is kind of misleading. Um, that's It's not necessarily revenue that's generated for gaming directly through cloud usage. It's more of, to stay relevant in the future video game industry, you're gonna have to be able to offer this functionality. And because Microsoft's doing it, Sony's gotta keep up, right? Um, and so they may not categorize it as revenue on the cloud, but it's still going to be an offering that PlayStation offers and generates additional digital revenue um, right. for them. Make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So the yeah. 2% maybe is for the service of actually using the cloud? Yeah, okay. or you know, someone specifically purchasing something to be used on the cloud. I don't know what that right. is right now, but it, it could be kind of misleading in how they... Well, if, if the model gets proven and it works, that 2% could, yeah, like you said, if the number would be that misleading, oh, it could good. jump, you know, in a year it could jump 10%. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. And, and so. cloud services, I told you we could talk about this forever. Sorry, Bert. <laughs> um, cloud services is, if you, look at, if you look at Microsoft's fiscal report, right, that's where, and Amazon's for that matter, that's where the revenue is ramping up you know, is cloud service revenue. Um, and that's based on the Azure and the AWS, which is Amazon Web Services cloud infrastructure. Today, that's business profit. That's businesses using that infrastructure. But that's where gaming's going. And I'll stop talking now. Bring it on! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a lot to get excited for. Not not something you're going to see in the next year or anything, but it's something that probably the, the framework is being built up to have some pretty good services in the early 2020s. Um, and we'll see what comes from that. To piggyback on a rumor that has actually come out in the last 24 to 48 hours is that Nintendo is looking into partnering with Microsoft as well. Nothing official there. The Sony side was official. We saw the whole handshake and everything from Sony and Microsoft. So we see that coming. It seems like Nintendo would be smart to jump on this yep. as well. So we'll see what happens. And we will report on that if there does come some confirmed uh, information on that so we'll see and once again that's probably going to be nintendo's next generation console that'll come out in the next you know three or four years as well so we'll see what comes from there uh, all i can picture right now is yeah. that meme of phil spencer holding the uh gauntlet <laughs> if you've got <laughs> if like you've a... got nintendo sony and their own xbox all running on their own infrastructure yeah forget about it yep <laughs> bring it have like a little uh, PlayStation stone and an Nintendo stone <laughs> yeah. to add to the gauntlet, you know? Turn down. Yeah, that'd be funny. Okay, well, uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit more of fun news, and the next two stories are going to be some fun news that you might see in the movie space, and it has to do with gaming. And that Sony Open has opened up their own production division, and this is supposed to be for video game adaptions. Uh, very early news here. There has not been anything really announced from maybe a movie that's coming from any of the franchises. Traditionally, they've done a couple Final Fantasy movies and stuff like that. Um, there was a Ratchet and Clank movie, which was actually pretty good. But um, I think with them having their own division, they can focus and put some more energy into these things. And it's pretty cool to see. I think right now is a good time for these kind of movies to come out. I love this. Yeah. I mean, um, what, what, what would be the one that you'd like to see? Uncharted. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, but the, you have to... I actually posted this on Reddit today. Uncharted, you have to get the right guy for Drake. Like, you have to nail Drake, otherwise Did it fails. Did you not see the fan-made trailer? Oh, it was great. Oh, it was yeah, fantastic. Nathan great. It's perfect. Um, I love this. I, I, I hesitate getting super excited for it, though, because, right, um, Microsoft did this five years ago. Six. I mean, it's been a while since they announced their TV stuff, which was starting with Halo, which is still to come out. Um, so I'm excited. I love that Sean Layden is, you know, the one who's supporting this because that means, you know, it's got Sony's um, Interactive's backing. Um, but this is purely for me excitement, but wait till something actually comes out of it. Yeah, I'm kind of the same boat. But uh, it's super cool, man. I like to see that. I like to see some, you know, I'd love to see a real The Last of Us yes. movie. Like, just, awesome. I don't know who they get just I mean, it's already done, right? It's already written. So I mean, the just, writing is basically yeah, there. we're done. Yeah, all you got to do is put it on a, in the movies, so I can go see it, and I will be happy. So, in fact, if you'd like to come down to Kansas, Bert, and just play it 
while I watch it in the movie theater. <laughs> you can just do that too. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. Um, to your question, Dan, I don't know who I would choose. I think Uncharted would be the one that would be the, I guess, the movie that I want to see the most. I, I know that when they were talking more about the Uncharted movie, they had Mark Wahlberg Stop tied it. to Uncharted or to yeah. uh, Nathan Drake, yep. and I was like, "You got to be kidding me, man! This guy is nothing like Nathan nope. Drake." And he'd be horrible as Nathan Drake. So please don't do that and do your Stay own thing. Um, okay, so in the same vein of movies, uh, another fun story this week is that the Mortal Kombat franchise is getting rebooted in the movie space. So James Wan has been attached to it from a producer credit. Now, he's the one that's famous for Saw and all those types of movies. And I think most recently it was Aquaman that he did that a lot of people liked a lot. So it is being rebooted. It's not going to be a sequel to the original or even those horrible sequels that came in after that. The director that's been named to it is Simon McCoyd, if I'm probably butchering that above all. But uh, he's not really known for too many movies. He's known very famously for that PlayStation 3 commercial that had all the mascots coming into a bar and they were coming in from different angles and stuff. That was pretty cool. But um, we'll see what this means. I hope it's something serious. There was a YouTube series that came out for a while for Mortal Kombat. That's a grittier story that I actually liked a bit. Um, yeah. But kind of fun news for Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that YouTube series is awesome. Um, I like this. I mean, I'd love to see a, a modern take on Mortal Kombat, uh, you know, assuming it's done well and has a decent budget. And James Wan is excellent, right? Yeah, am I correct? He's the guy who also did uh, um, Insidious. Yes. He is. Yep. So um, yeah, this is great. Now he's producing, not directing, as you said. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, excited for this if they do it right, of course. I mean, I'll watch it. <laughs> That's all I got to say about Night, that. Night Wolf better be in it. I'm just gonna yeah. put that out there. <laughs> Freaking Night Wolf, man. Like. What's, what's funny is he's probably not going to come out in the most recent one either. We can be like, oh, we were just teasing you. He's not really Dude, there. every time Ed Boone posts about who do you want to see, I respond to him right away. Nightwolf. <laughs> Stop fucking yeah, around. Nightwolf, just really quick. Nightwolf. <laughs> Yeah, so um, James Wan has been, and God, he's all over the place. He did Fast and Furiouses. Mm -hmm. He did The Conjuring. He did all, I think, Saws 1 through 4, if not. I mean, he's just everywhere. So um, I think he's getting a lot more respect. He's also been targeted to uh, produce the next Aquaman movie, whether you like that or not. You know, he's just becoming a bigger name in the industry. So I hope that means something. But we'll see. Um, last week we talked about some very high selling games and this week Minecraft broke a new record here from a sales perspective. We're at 176 million copies. So um, I'm not the biggest Minecraft fan. I never have been. I try to jump on the bandwagon a number of times. I just don't get it. But it's come out in pretty much every single platform, console, handheld, everything. And it's just still selling like crazy. I'm sitting. I'm sitting right. here trying to add up how many copies my family owns alone, yeah. and I think it's either nine or ten. Um, Jesus. Between Xbox 360, multiple copies. Xbox One, multiple copies. PC, multiple copies, and iOS, multiple copies. So it may be more than ten, actually, if I add them all up. Um, but long story short, yeah, this is nuts. We talked about Grand Theft Auto Five last week, passing 110 million, which was uh, nuts as well, of course, because that is a sixty-dollar game, you know, at retail. Um, but this is this is really impressive. We were looking this up before we started recording here, and in June of 2016, so less than three years ago, it was at 106. So that means in less than three years, it's continued to sell 70 million more copies, um, which is just bonkers. Um, I think there was something I wrote uh, on our site a while ago, which is, you know, what games are the most memorable in history? And you've got Tetris and Mario 64 and Grand Theft Auto and all those, and I think Minecraft is cemented its place in history now um it's just it's one of those games that just lives forever it's 10 years old well they keep updating it too you know i mean yeah. my kids one of them's got its own realm and i don't uh -huh. know what that means but they play it all the time and you know so my oldest son has it and then him and his younger brothers get on there and you know they've got permission to get on there they can get on any of the you know they can get on their phones on their computers they can all just jump right in and play it anywhere. And it's, yeah. you know, they, they've done an amazing job with the game. Um, I don't play it. I, I played it when it first came out on PC. And I tried. I really, really tried. I just could not. It, it, it started fine. And then it got super complicated. And I was just like, no, I'm not, I ain't got time for this. 
So, but you know, everybody seems to like it, so that's cool. And they keep adding new modes and you know, new different things like parrots. So that's what I hear. That's what the kids are talking about. Yeah. As I said, just crazy that they do that. And to your point, just a few years ago, we were talking about it only sold around 100 mil, and now they're 176. So if you think about it, think of your favorite game this generation, and it doesn't even come close to what it sold this generation. Right. And I'm talking about Minecraft. Nothing. So um, it's it just nothing comes close. Even the Nintendo games that have been released twice, and you know, from the Wii U to the to the Switch, it's not even close. So um, great for them. I think that's cool that people are just jumping on. I think it's great for kid development as far as building things and knowing what to you know work together and stuff. So good for them. Still waiting on that high res pack for the Xbox One X, um, hmm. but we'll see if that, that ever if that so ever. So that comes got out. A, there was a news report about two months ago on that one, which was that um, they basically had to break it down and rebuild it from scratch. They were trying to update the original yep. engine and it was built on such an ancient java engine that they just couldn't pull it off so they're literally rebuilding the entire thing from scratch and it's and it's a Jeez. small team so um that's why it's taking so long yep yep well that does it for our news this week um there was one big rumor and we briefly touched on it a second ago and it has to do with watchdogs 3 so watchdogs 1 had that pretty big release a lot of people were kind of uh upset with the downgrading in some consoles or whatever watchdogs 2 came out didn't have the same fanfare as one and a lot of people thought that the franchise would be pretty much dead at this point um and now we're talking about the potential once again this is just a rumor of watchdogs 3 coming out um this kind of leaked through a reddit post and so far i'm not going to go through every single one of the rumors that's in this post you can come look at our site and see everything that's been noted but the big things here is that we're looking at potentially London. So, um, you know, London's one of uh, people's favorite cities in the world. Might be pretty cool to see London in that realm of the Watch Dogs technology and what might be happening. Um, and that's kind of what's come out right now. Like I said, take a look at our site, come back to it. But this could potentially be big, be big news for Ubisoft and Watch Dog fans. So what do you guys think? I mean, it, people seem to love it. I think London's pretty cool. Um, I was never a huge Watch Dogs fan. But, um, you know, whatever, man. I mean, <laughs> sorry. Not much on the watchdogs. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I mean, I played, you know, what happened was I started two up and I realized how big it was and I ran really, really far away from it because I was like, oh my gosh, this game is going to absorb every single minute of my day. Yeah, they're big games. Yeah, they're pretty big. Well, uh, at least that one was. And I was like, nah. I'm good. I think I just got done playing Grand Theft Auto. So I was like, no, I got yeah. To break. <laughs> um, so I 100% um, I in Watch Dogs 1. Uh, loved it to death. I'm one of the people who didn't mind Aiden Pierce at all, even though he's a little flat, but, you know, I didn't mind it. Watch Dogs 2, I picked up late because of its bad release date. Um, but we've talked about this before, Bert. It was never updated for the uh, 1X. And so I picked it up thinking it was, and trying to go back and play that right now, I, I gotta be honest with you, it's rough. Yeah. So, I imagine. Uh, I only played that one for a little bit, and the characters really annoyed the hell out of me in two. Um, but I'm really looking forward to this. I, uh, you know, obviously now it'll be optimized. Ubisoft, as we've talked about constantly, it's on a, on a roll. And uh, future London, they said, like near future London, um, it, I'm all over that. So, yeah, excited to hopefully see this at E3. Yeah, Aiden Pierce has a cameo on our bitcast every once in a while, so you know he's been jumping in every <laughs> once in a while. But um, but at the same time, if there's anything um, that's real to the story in this rumor at all, I wouldn't be surprised if we see an X enhancement in the near future because there is one on the pro. Um, it wasn't anything massive. I think it ran slightly smoother and it had solid 1080p. Uh, but that, it, like you said, it kind of chugs a bit on the Xbox One X. So I hope that they do that in the near future. So, anyways, we'll see what happens. Ubisoft has a ton on their plate right now. Um, for us to expect something like this or even want something like this is asking a bit much. Ubisoft has a ton coming out. I'm really excited for almost every single one of those titles. But Okay, that's it for our rumors. We did talk about uh, Nintendo possibly moving over to uh, Microsoft Azure as well, but that's nothing we need to touch on again. Let's talk about what we're playing. So, Dan, what have you been playing in this past week? A couple big releases, huh? Yeah, basically the two that released last week. <laughs> so I played and finished uh, A Plague Tale. Um, review should be up on the site. It is up on the site. Um, I loved it. It was a lot of fun. It was an amazing story. It was just one of those games that, you know, kind of come around and just hitch in the feels a little bit. Um, 
Loved it, man. <laughs> I mean, it was, it's probably one of my favorite games this year so far. And actually, last night I finished Rage 2. Which Jesus is Christ, dude. what you would think, okay? <laughs> okay? It sounds like, oh my gosh, how much time have you put into this game? <laughs> I might have put less time into Rage 2 than I did a Plague Tale and finished it. You do all the side missions? No. <laughs> Listen, because there are way too many. Yeah, there's a lot. You don't have to. No, like, you don't have to. No, I mean, there's a ton. Yeah. There is a ton and ton. I mean, I've done quite a few side missions, but I mean, I mean, there's really no like side missions per se. It's more like, you know, there's bandit outposts, and then there's some roadblocks, and then there's some of these big towers. You know, it's 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 like a Ubisoft game, but not as good. But <laughs> the gunplay is awesome. I mean, it's probably one of the best. I mean, that's done by id. Yeah, makes complete sense. It's so good. That is my favorite part of it. I love the shotgun. Oh yeah. I just run around with that thing basically, and blow people up. That is my favorite. I mean, and actually, that that shotgun itself is probably one of my favorite weapons I've ever used in any game. Yeah, it's that good. But really, Dan, I had heard that. Dan, I had heard that the game, if you just shoot through campaigns, only ten to twelve. Yeah, hours. that might is be that true. About, right. No. Right. I mean, you gotta you yeah. gotta like you know level up. They've got three you know characters that you gotta you know or NPCs that you gotta level up to get to open certain missions. I yeah. think, and you mm -hmm. do that be you know the various side missions that you have and they're all color coordinated so it's pretty easy to figure out um i, I didn't even realize what i was doing sometimes i was just like uh what what oh this mission's open okay i'll just go to that marker you know so that's basically my rage 2 story it was it was something so <laughs> but you know Ains is going to review it for the site i'm curious to see what he says so. <laughs> yeah so Ains, how about yourself playing uh, rage 2 <laughs> uh yeah i've been playing some of it i haven't had a lot of time traveled past two weeks um so i don't know how many how much time i have in maybe six hours or so not too much time but i'm enjoying it it uh it's a little rough around the edges i'd say um it's not as polished as i would have hoped for a big budget release but the gunplay is amazing the shotgun in particular is nuts um, and it just feels really good when you're in combat, pretty much. But yeah. the rest of it is, uh, I think you actually had a good quote there where it feels like a Ubisoft game that's just not as good. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of in that realm. So we'll see what I end up with at the end, if it gets any better. Um, but I, I am enjoying it. Don't let me lead you astray. Um, and then I've been playing Hollow Knight uh, on the PS4 uh, and using the Astro Controller. To, so kind of doing a two-fold thing here. Um, really liking that. Good uh, kind of Metroidvania um, very cryptic, but very fun, very polished, uh, and I love 2E games like that, so shout out to Alden on that one. And then, um, for the hell of it, I started playing Black Desert Online, and I only have a few hours into it, but massive MMO. I talked a little bit about it last week. I haven't played it too much since then, only a couple more missions. Um, I don't think I'm going to stick with it. I just, nowadays, that's the type of game you just have to put so much time into. And unless I was doing that with, like, a group consistently... It's just not worth it to me, um, but uh, and it, it runs a little rough. It looks good, but it's not uh, it's not super smooth either on the X One X. So, but uh, yeah, that's about it. I know we did play a little Sea of Thieves. We talked about that previously. Oh, yeah. I do want to play more of that and do yes. the, finish up the Tall Tales and stuff. So that's been cool. Nice, nice. Well, I got stuck with um, jumping into my backlog and and just telling myself I have to get through some games to uh, before I start playing the newer games. So um, I actually finished Mafia 3, nice. um, finished it earlier uh, this weekend, and absolutely love the game. If uh, you have not played it and you're into those kind of games that have a story, that have the Grand Theft Auto feel, it's it's a must-play. Um, I wish it got more press and more love for it when it first came out because it's really that good. Um, it's got me so interested that I actually want to play the DLC that came out for it. So funny enough, I think you can get the deluxe game right now for 20 bucks. But the DLC pass is like $30, <laughs> so it just might make sense to buy a whole other game and then give mine away or trade it in. Unfortunately, it's not trading in for much, but at least it will get me what I want from it. But really enjoyed it. It's only about, uh, I'd say, 25 hours if you shoot through the story itself. If you do the completionist where you go after everything and try to do all the missions and everything, you're looking somewhere around 40 hours. So I've actually done most of that. I have like two little things to grab and then I'm done with it. But... Man, do I love that game. It's fantastic. And I've heard the DLC is pretty good, too. 
So that's all I've been working on. I, I want to get back to playing some other things, and I'm probably going to play something a little bit shorter that's not an open-world game with tasks to do everywhere. I've played too many of those games recently. I need to give those a break. So... Anyways, we're playing a ton of stuff, and with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to Ains for his review on Mortal Kombat 11. So, why don't you take it over, Ains? Let's hear how good or how bad this game is. Yeah, so review is up on the site. I scored the game Sensational, which is a roughly a 9 on our scale. Um, it is a fantastic game in many, many areas. So, the, the highlights are this. It is absolutely stunningly gorgeous, uh, even more so than Injustice 2. Playing on the Xbox One X, it's 4K, 60, super smooth. The HDR might be some of the best HDR implementation I've seen. It's just stunning. Um, the story mode uh, is very similar to Past Injustice or the past couple of MKs. So you play through, use different characters, you know, full story mode. It was really, really good. It was really enjoyable to play through. It paid a great homage to classic Mortal Kombat. It had all sorts of characters show up through the story that... Um, you know, had people kind of cheering as you were playing it. And, uh, you know, obviously people want certain characters back for DLC. I'm not going to mention Night Wolf at this point. Um, but, you know, uh, it was really fun to play through. I liked it better than MKX. It was much more coherent and much more kind of fan service. So that's neat. Um, it also has uh, a plethora of modes. I'm using that word um, because you have your standard tutorial mode or your learn to play mode. You have your standard local one-on-one -on -one tag team modes. You have all of your online modes like King of the Hill and whatnot. And then you have all the towers that are very similar to Injustice 2 as well. So you can do your standard towers, they call them classic towers, which are like a story mode. You play through the tower and you actually get like a um, hand-drawn or painted ending for each character, like a story, like the old Street Fighters used to do. Um, and it tells you the story of that character. And then they also have um, what they call Towers of Time now, which are dedicated to certain characters and challenges, and you can unlock all sorts of cosmetics, kind of similar to Injustice 2, except for the cosmetics in this game don't actually impact your, uh, you know, your abilities in a one-on-one -on -one sense, or they're most, mostly cosmetic. Um, and then through all that, there's the Crypt, uh, which returns. It takes place on Shang Tsung's Island, and that in of, of, in of itself has pretty much a story mode as well. So you play through that. That has all kinds of flashbacks to previous games. Some really cool imagery like uh, the pit from Mortal Kombat 2 and Goro's lair and the, the dining hall from the Mortal Kombat movie and, you know, all these things that you can find and uh, secrets to uncover in the crypt. So you can spend hours and hours and hours just running around the crypt and unlocking things. So when you add it all together, it's a really incredible package. On, online play, super smooth. Um, you know, I think at a very high-level play, there are some uh, concerns about character balance right now, but you're talking about the, you know, upper 1% of players would even notice those things. Um, gameplay, in general, is much more akin to Mortal Kombat 9 versus MKX, which I like, and uh, it's just an absolute blast. So I am, you know, I'm definitely going back to it here. I put about 40-ish hours into it uh, in the first couple weeks. And then uh, playing some other games right now, but in summer I'm going to go back and really start playing online, King of the Hill, and you know those types of things more. So loved it. Yeah. Awesome. So have you played anything online yeah. yet, Ains, to you know against yep. other players? Um, you, any lag or anything? No. Or in fact, um, it's actually one of the positives I put in the review is that you know Nether Realm has been pretty good over the past since MK9 about polishing and revising their netcode, and if you're really close to it, um, about a year into MKX's release, they completely rewrote the netcode for the title. Um, because, you know, players were kind of complaining it wasn't as competitive or as succinct as it needed to be, because obviously there's very fast movements and combos and stuff. And so in this one, um, everything I've seen, everything I've played, everything I've read about people who play all the time and just love it. They really don't have any issues with it. So, and there is a new, you know, there's ranked play, there's standard play, there's King of the Hill, there's all this stuff. And then they're coming out with this world domination mode soon, which is going to be like a global event uh, for all players that play the game globally. And that's coming in a future update for free. So how, how accessible is it to like a noob? Super, super accessible. Yeah. So you can, the tutorial mode um, will teach you things all the way from as simple as jumping, <laughs> literally jumping, Yeah. all the way up to like long stringed combos and counters. Um, you can play the entire story mode 
all the classic towers and some of the towers of time all on very easy through ultra hard now you're talking so i mean where the the enemy characters are like just kind of jabbing once in a while you know they barely do anything um all the way to competitive and they're also uh, bert will know this but like in justice 2 you can also even set up it's part of the game there's an ai um mode in the game where you develop a team of three characters and you face them against other people's AI characters and you unlock rewards for doing so. So like you could set up three AI characters, I could set up three AI and we'd let them battle and you can adjust how they fight and how they look um, and then you get unlocks for doing so. The whole thing is about unlocking, you know, customizations for your character and you can, um, you can save and customize various loadouts for every single character. So like I have a special Sub-Zero and a special Raiden who looks a certain way and has special certain moves and I mean, it's just endless. Literally, you can spend countless hours on this game. Nice. So. Mm. Nice. Nice. Well, thanks, Ains. I mean, um, Dan, you might give it a try, and we'll see what happens. Um, I'll probably pick it up here in the near future. Big Mortal Kombat fan. I've been wanting to play it for a while. Just wanted to get through some other stuff first, and thanks for sharing that. And like Ains said, check it out on our site if you want the deeper review. We will link it um, to where you can see that, um, and hopefully you enjoy. But... Without further ado, let's get to our favorite oh segment of the Bigcast. And, uh, Ains, I think you need a second yeah. to adjust so for, for the computer. For our video watchers, just don't mind the computer right now, because I make sure Dan cannot see my screen. I can see the screen. <laughs> All right, let me just pull this up there with me. All right, you guys ready? Who's going first? Bird. First going first. Who's going first? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. I, I definitely made sure you can get this. So the last couple questions are like almost give it away, but we'll Perfect. we'll get there. Let's get let's get that first. I'm not as mean as you guys are sometimes. Um. <laughs> All right. Question one. This title was released in 1996 and is exclusive to a single console. Sonic Adventure. Damn it! That was no, my guess. That'd be 99. Good guess, though. 96. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> I don't think what year that was. Was that 90? That might be there. 97 or something like that? No. Pretty close. Yes. Thanks. We don't talk about that game anymore. Anyway. Right. Um, <clears throat> this racing title... Oh, for God's sake. ...was a mm. follow-up to a 1992 Game Boy title. Oh, I have a feeling I know what it is, but oh, God damn you. Oh, shit. Well, I went down to, like, my question six. I might have gone too deep and gave Burke too much off yeah. the gate. I don't know. Uh, pilot Wings. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a race. I don't even know what the hell Pilot Wings is. I just thought of it. <laughs> it's a game, right? Oh, it's a great game. Yeah. yeah. No, good. Yeah. Go ahead, Burke. All right. Is, is it Beetle Racing? No. Damn, you scared me when you said you almost had it. Beetle? That's what you said, Beetle. Beetle Beetle Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. The the game does feature multiplayer split-screen with two players competing. It's it's still my guess, or...? Okay. Diddy Kong Racing? Nope. No. You've got good guesses, but no. Uh, RC Pro Am. <laughs> nope. I like Daisy too, though. We got to get a yeah. specific game. Yep. All right. Question four. A full sequel was released in 2001, and the original title was re released twice in 2007 and 2016. Whoa. Jeez. The original title. So you're talking about the game that yes. we're trying to guess was re-released. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Mario Kart. It's, it's, it's still you, there. Dan. Still you. <laughs> Get it out of the way. Which one? Uh, Mario Kart Racing. The original. Yeah, the original. The no. old school. No. Right. <laughs> well, there you go. <sighs> game that's '96 was re-released in 2016. It was a racer. Jeez. Destruction Derby. Oh, love that game. No. 
Mm. No. All right, question five. Uh, this is probably the last kind of harder one, then it gets easier. The game um, has a championship mode, and then as you play through that, you unlock other modes such as time trials and stunts. Mm. I don't know, but that reason makes me have to pee. Jeez. Is it, is it still yes, my guess, yeah. or is it somebody else? Virtual Racing? Nope. What'd you say? Virtual Dang Racing. It. Oh. Great game, too. Uh, it's Time Trials and Stunt Racing. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Mario Kart 8. <laughs> no. <laughs> <coughs> Alright, we're, we're easing it up. Alright. The physics were praised greatly in this game and they were considered revolutionary at the time. Is it me or Dan? That may not seem like a big hint, but it is once you once you know the title, which doesn't really help you guys right now. <laughs> Well, we've gone, we're on the, we're on the Nintendo somewhere, so I'm going to say Wipeout, <laughs> which is... So you're going to say a PlayStation title. I like PlayStation. It. <laughs> I'm go with that one. No. No. That's unfortunate. Mm. What you got, Bert? It's a good guess, though. Um, it's not. It's a I, terrible I, guess. Um, that was a terrible <laughs> guess. Well, Wipeout's been re-released like four times Yeah, but times it's not now. a Nintendo. So. <laughs> Oh, well, no one said Nintendo yeah, yet. Yeah, he did. I didn't say Nintendo. Oh. Well, he said it's on the DS. I said it's a follow-up to a 92 Game Boy title. Oh, right. <laughs> Where the hell is he going to go? <laughs> All right. All right, maybe I'm um, wrong. I doubt it. <laughs> God dang it, I have no idea. Um, how about pole positions? Nice. That's all I can nice. think of. That one of the first Game games Boy I ever now. played in the arcade. Uh, no. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Let's ease this up a bit. Uh, where am I? Sorry, I lost my place. It was produced by Miyamoto and was one of the early titles released for the N64. Ooh. Is it yes. me? F-Zero. No. Mario Kart 64. What? No. <laughs> you guys are killing me right now. I thought you'd have it by now. Alright. Um... This one's not gonna help too much, I don't think. I'm sorry. <laughs> the game. It's not gonna matter one bit. Well, this one won't help, but the last two basically give it away. So I haven't played. I don't play a lot of racing. Question eight: The game was very highly reviewed and regarded, and has found its way onto top 100 and top 200 all-time lists. That should be like Jesus. question nine. No, uh, they, the last two questions or questions basically or statements basically give it to you. Uh. So, racing game, it's on the N64, uh, early N64, in, what, 96, he said? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Stunt racing, need for speed. That's so not right. <laughs> no, that's not that's right. Racing Let's go, Bert, come on. Wipeout. It's not Wipeout, Bert. <laughs> you said, you said Wipeout yeah. again. Uh, I mean, my I don't have anything, unfortunately, and I'm trying to think of something Miyamoto may have been tied to, and it wasn't Diddy Kong Racing, I already guessed that. Um, 1994, re released. No, 96. Uh, 96, we released. Uh, and then 60. <laughs> um, it's GoldenEye Racing. Crap, I, I don't really know. All right, well, this next one, this next one's <laughs> a huge, go. huge hint. So, it's all you, Bert. Need for Speed. The original all Need right, for Speed. There you go. It was originally touted... As F zero, but on the water upon release. Oh wow! Well, oh, wave there race. There you go. I knew that Damn would give it away. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And if you, for some yeah. reason, you guys didn't get it on that one. The tenth yeah. question was: the boats in the original design were replaced with jet skis. I so. remember Jet Moto. Hey, what what year what year was Hi Hydro Thunder? Uh, that was Dreamcast. So that ninety nine. I want to guess. Ninety nine. Okay, that game was fun as hell in the arcade. Yeah, it was. Um, that was one of those games that Dreamcast was built on arcade hardware if you remember um so that's why a yep. bunch of those games on dreamcast were just like their arcade counterparts i forget the name of the arcade hardware but anyway yes wave race 64 it was the third game released in the u.s for the n64 and it was um 
I think like it said, Metacritic nowadays was like a 92. And uh, the, the water mm. physics were revolutionary at the time. Yep. There was no Jet Moto. Fun game. <laughs> jet Moto was, was awesome. awesome. I missed that game. <laughs> I should bring that back. Gosh. E3 surprise yeah, right there. It. And they'll just come out and say, hello. <laughs> That's going to be, yeah. Except <laughs> Hello. Sam Fisher's riding on the... <laughs> <laughs> uh. The game they need to bring back as a surprise for everybody is Sewer Shark. Sewer Shark, good God. Dude, rock, me and Bird say it all the time. <laughs> rock and roll racing. Bring it back. And keep it isometric, you know, the, the isometric view. Fun. Yep. All right, guys. Well, let us know if you guessed that in one of the earlier uh, questions that we were asked. Unfortunately, we didn't get it as fast as Couldn't we have been any usually do, later. I guess. But <laughs> one more question. Is that question question seven or that question nine. eight? What was it? That was nine. Jeez. All right. Well, that's it for our bidcast this week, guys. We have a few things coming. We have little nightmares. I think we're on episode four now, coming out to you this Friday. Um, we have E3 just around the corner, and uh, traditionally we have an episode where we think about what's going to come out, uh, predictions, maybe dreams we might want to see at it. We will be at FanFest this year, so it's going to be a big deal for us to not only share that coverage with you, but we should get some great picks and some great information for you there. And then um, we have the uh, Ains, you know, actually, why don't you introduce it instead of me? But Ains, you have an article coming. Uh, yeah, so I, I think I mentioned this. I've been working on this one for a while. Um, it's a big. Uh, article on Xbox and touches on some of the things we talked about tonight um, with the Azure infrastructure, the cloud services, what Game Pass is doing, next-gen hardware, uh, some insider information. Had to throw that in yep. there. Um, Watch for the pin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a pretty long article as I like to write, so um, that should be done later this week as you're listening to this. So uh, look for it, please. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Look for us on Little Nightmares this Friday. And as always, thanks for watching.